welcome to this week's Boxcast. It's Wednesday the 1st of March. Michael is going to tell you all about some experimental music. Uh, I'm going to describe some extremely depraved puppets. But we start <laughs> with Katie with a very full weekend. Yes, I've got so many events for you. Um, you're not going to be short of things to do this weekend. So first up, I've chosen the annual Ox Clean Spring Clean, which is happening um, from Friday until Sunday. This is the 10th tidy they've done. Uh, last year it was about 80 plus groups cleaning up litter from all over Oxford and they managed to um, collect about six tonnes worth which is Ooh. astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can volunteer as a group or as an individual and you can also choose whereabouts you want to clean. There are loads of locations across Oxford, Headington and Cowley so pick your grot spot and get cleaning. And by Monday, it should whole oh, the whole town should look sparkly. <laughs> I'm looking forward to walking uh, to work, seeing all the the beautiful pavements free of litter. <laughs> if you want to find out how to, uh, you have to register to become a volunteer. So you have to go to oxclean.org.uk to sign up to be a volunteer. Next up, I've chosen uh, women and bicycles. This is happening at the East Oxford Community Centre on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, this is part of the International Women's Festival that's been that's going to be happening for the next few weeks. We spoke a little bit about it in last week's podcast, if you want to catch up. So they're offering yoga and body care for cyclists, a guide on how to fix a flat tyre, feminist history cycle tour, and lots of panel discussions on topics such as family cycling and making space for women in cycling. And also there's lots of tasty food. Um, special guest speakers include Ricky Cotter, who is a mountain bike champion and avid bike packer. Um, so backpacker no. with a bike. Okay. Aha. Yes. Right. Not, <laughs> not wearing her bike. To no, no. Climb mountains. <laughs> not, I, I don't think so. That'd be a skill. <laughs> um, Jules Walker, who is a cycle style blogger. And Sarah Connolly, who is a women's cycling commentator and podcaster. So anyone is welcome to these events. Uh, there are still tickets for Saturday, um, so that's £25, and it looks like a lot of fun. Next up, I've got a bit traditional with a Kaylee slash barn dance with Lark Rise Ranter happening at the South Oxford Community Centre. Um, again, this is on Saturday at 7.30. This is an open leaving do for Oxford legend Jane Mercer. You can bring your own booze. Um, the event is free, but donations are welcome and will go towards helping a four-year-old called Thomas who has cerebral palsy to have an operation to help him be able to walk unaided. So it's a very good cause. If you want another opportunity to dance your socks off this weekend, it's the Oxford Tango Festival. How good does this sound? <laughs> um, at the St. Columbia uh, United Reform Church. It kicks off on Thursday with a performance by the instructors at the Sheldonian Theatre. How cool is that? I okay. love the setting of tango in the Sheldonian <laughs> Theatre under the ultra-traditional ceiling. <laughs> they did be calling Englishness. That has up the stakes a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and you wriggle enough in the Sheldonian because the seats are so uncomfortable. I expect that everyone will be up dancing in the aisles, won't they? <laughs> if you want an opportunity to try the tango for yourself, you can also take part in a weekend um, in some of the tango workshops, performances and balls. So see the performance on Thursday and then take part from Friday until Monday. The times of the sessions are varied, as are the prices. 
Finally, there's a chance for your little ones to get down. It's Baby Boogie on Saturday. Um, there are workshops at 10.30 and 1.30 and the discos are at 11.30 and 2.30. This is at Pegasus Theatre. £5 for, to take part in the disco and £7 for the workshop and the disco. And this is a dance class for children aged five and under. Jen, does it work? It works amazingly well. Um, it's really funny. The The workshops are about sort of 50 minutes and it's a bit like the kind of music and movement that you think of from school where you're part acting out stuff and part moving. And um, uh, so my son is nearly two and we took him along and it was a little bit loud in the disco. I have to say it is quite noisy. If you've got earphones for your kids, you might want to bring those. Um, but he absolutely loved it. He started off the workshop slightly terrified, uh, which is how he approaches every new thing. And then um, by the end, he loved it. And he requested that we go back into the disco when we'd gone out to take a breather. Through. Yeah. And afterwards, he had loads of different dance moves. So previously, he would just sort of bounce up and down when there was music. But now he does amazing disco arms. Wow. <laughs> he's got this one. With this sort of, he's got... Yeah, it's really Saturday Night Fever going on there. He's got John Travolta. Um, he really has. Um, yeah, so, so he obviously, learn something out of it as well and uh, yeah I think the workshops are a really good way a slightly sort of calmer introduction um, but through the disco they, they sort of stop and play games so you do a bit of Sleeping Alliance and things mm. part way through and there are also prizes for the best disco dads as well <laughs> there's a lot going on and there were children from every age from really really tiny I mean sort of a few weeks old I would say oh. up to mm, probably seven-ish I should think and mm. everybody was having a lovely time <laughs> And as ever, there's a whole host of musical items on this week in town. Music of every kind. Some things you may not have even thought of as music at all. Um, but I'm going to be focusing on three events or groups of events particularly. Um, starting on Friday, it's the 2017 Spring Weekend of Song. With renowned recitalists, emerging talent, um, auditions for the next generation of artists and much more. It's Oxford Leaders um, Spring Fix for Lovers of Song. So each of the three days, um, Friday to Sunday, will feature a main concert at the end. Um, so on Friday we've got James Gilchrist and Anna Tilbrook celebrating 20 years of performing together um, with a programme of Beethoven, Vaughan Williams, Benjamin Britten, Ravel. That's at the Hollywell Music Room, as is the concert on Saturday with Benjamin Apple and Sholdo Kinnock, who's the founder of Oxford Leader. Uh, and its festival and the first half of that concert will be made up of songs by Schubert I'm sure you expected him to turn up at some point um, then on Sunday evening in the Leonard Wolfson Auditorium at Wolfson College Sheldon's back uh, with amazing mezzo-soprano uh, Kira Hendrick who will be singing Schumann's uh, Frauenlieber und Leben and Britain's A Charm of Lullabies um Okay, so a feast of lovely things. It's not just a journey back through the canon, though. Other events include uh, the artists giving a masterclass to duos who auditioned for the Young Artist Platform on Saturday at 11am. Also a lecture-slash-performance session. And the weekend opens with the artists playing six new works by composers from the Faculty of Music. Um, that's a composition workshop, but everyone's welcome to attend. And that's 10.30am on Friday. Somewhere of interest to you if you've um, if you're in the business of making music of your own, um, professional music technology PMT, one of our neighbours on Kylie Road, is moving its premises 
and has been warning us so on, on huge banners in the window for a while. When I first saw that, I worried a little bit, thinking they were in trouble in some way. But I shouldn't really have worried. They're moving a bit further up Cowley Road, um, around Howard Street area, and their new premises are about three times the size ah. um, of, of what they've had thus far. So it'll be pretty much more of everything, but mainly uh, loads of digital pianos and, and pianos, drum sets. They'll have like a, a live... PA and stuff so you can try things out and they can have live performances there Cool, and they'll have a car park so you can buy much bigger amps Exactly. (laughs) not have to take them on the bus finally they have a car park in their 7,000 square foot showroom so as they now have a bit of a performance space the grand opening day will include some live music so local acts including Duotone um, Beth Thornton, Megan Henwood we know Duotone, right? The amazing cello loopy guy. Oh, yeah. He also has an amazing beard, <laughs> but his skills are probably most notable. Um, we'll be playing acoustic sets on the day. Uh, the shop will have special discounts and freebies and giveaways. Um, and cutting the ribbon, because you've got to have a good old-fashioned ribbon-cutting ceremony, will be Gaz Coombs of Supergrass, the actual Supergrass, <laughs> um, and Ian Harvey of Delamitri. I don't know how two people share the scissors. Usually, just one very person. Very big scissors. I, I guess so. You hold that look, Gaz, and I'll hold the other one. There we go. Um, that's from 9 a.m. on Saturday. And from then on, that's where PMT will find its home. And finally, another festival um, on Oxford's calendar that's opening next Tuesday, the 7th, in various venues around the city is Audiograft, which is a returning festival of music, experimental and underground. Music with electronic and acoustic, um, digital, analogue and everywhere in between. So as well as live music, um, uh, there are exhibitions, artist talks, workshops, uh, performances incorporating physical theatre and electronics being pushed to their extremes. All kinds of stuff. Um, Also at the heart of the festival, the group exhibition at Ovada. Audiograft is kind of made up of two different strands that run concurrently. So they've got installations which go for the whole duration of the festival. Um, it'll be the main one at Ovada and Osney Lane and at Oxford Brooks up in Headington Hill. Um, and they also have performances, specific performances on specific days. So some of the things that are going on. Um, next Wednesday up at Brooks Headington Hill campus, Hypnagogia. Hypnagogia, yes, that's a word. Uh, a late evening performance by uh, Brazilian pianist uh, Kezia de Cote, um, member of Oxford Improvisers, and Bruno Gastala, playing cello and bandonian. Sounds good. Um, Hypnagogia, as we all know, of course, is the experience of that transitional place between wakefulness and sleep. So audience members are encouraged to come and go as they please. Sit down, lie down, be asleep or awake. That's um, I can have a little nap. <laughs> You can't. You're entirely welcome to have a little nap, um, but it, it's uh, they'll be um, playing um, pieces by uh, Morton Feldman and other composers, and a UK premiere of Nick Storing's work uh, on Thursday. Then up at the back of the Hollywell Music Room, it's got a lot of different things on this week. Um, the International Nothing <laughs> is <laughs> beautiful band name is an even better description is a psychoacoustic clarinet duo from Berlin <laughs> of course it is <laughs> we, we all knew that but you know we just pretend to be entertained as if we've heard it for the first time so a duo who collectively compose multi-layered sound sculptures do they cancel each other out then? 
They <laughs> basically it's silence being produced by two clarinets <laughs> at once. No, but they get really into the into the sound, so they're using multiphonics and beat frequencies, very like looking very closely at uh, sonic data um, through traditional instruments. And on Friday at the Old Fire Station um, from 7 p.m., uh, various performers, including Dr. Eldad Sabari and Obi Lork. That may become clear in a second uh, why it's called that. This will be a performance called These Aren't the Droids You're Looking For. Um, <laughs> our, our main player is the founder and director of Concordia Laptop Orchestra, or Clork, which specialises in improvisation and and kind of interdisciplinary uh, collaborations where students uh, function as creators and researchers. Clark is the Concordia Laptop Orchestra. I'm thinking um, OB1, Lork is Oxford Brooks' first laptop orchestra. Nice. Yeah. See what's happening there. Um, so Dr. Sabari will be performing a collective compromisation. See what we did there? <laughs> yes. Um, created specifically for the Audiograft Festival. The audience will be invited to join the orchestra on a messaging service and help make real-time performance decisions. So everyone, uh, human or um, machine, will be contributing to the music. You hear a lot going on at the Audiograft Festival this year. Um, check it out on dailyinfo.co.uk slash what's dash on. So books. Oxford is full of books. Um, and it is World Book Day Hooray. on Thursday. And to celebrate this, um, I urge you to go and search on our site for Literary Oxford, where you will find a lovely page which you can use as a tour of Oxford. Mm. Or you can just note which immortalised spots you pass on your daily commute. Mm. Nod as you go past. <laughs> Whimsy and Harriet Vane getting engaged or whatever it happens to be. <laughs> um, I like to think of Oxford in layers with the, the, the real history and the fictional history and the reinvented fantasy Oxford and everything sort of going on over on top of each other and uh, yeah there is certainly no shortage of authors here references to places that have been in books mm. it's all been reinvented over and over and at the moment we're making a new version of the map um, which also includes mention of lots of literary figures so within 10 miles of Oxfordshire we've got the home of Robert Graves and John Buchan separately so it didn't live together <laughs> uh, and the tower where Alexander Pope wrote poetry um, looking out across the great view um, and then further out in Finstock uh, near Chipping Norton there was the home of Barbara Pym which is marked with a blue plaque and I haven't filled the entire map with uh, literary figures although I feel I could have done really and then there are literary sites so three men in a boat passed through Clifton Hamden and the wilds of the Thames Ray. Um, and then again river history wind in the willows out near Henley of course so. It's all here. Where's Toot Hall? I've never actually oh, been to Toot Hall. I don't know. I don't know if there was one. I like to think it's the home where Yuri Geller now lives. <laughs> <laughs> Banks of the Thames. <laughs> Bending spoons to his heart's content. <laughs> Paul Daniels lived in Henley. Did he? Yeah. There are some really large, nice houses around Henley and there are a surprising number of people. That's where all the magicians go. <laughs> Do you think um, Paul Daniels and Yurigella bent each other's fences backwards and forwards in a <laughs> magic boundary dispute? Oh, you planning permission for that. And then in the city itself, two of my favourite uh, children's authors lived in Oxford, although they didn't quite overlap. Uh, Jan Mark... I was very sad to, to find that she died months before I came back to live in the city and, and she lived in East Oxford with her cats 
and I loved her books for many, many years. Um, and I, I'm sure we would have passed in the street and you know, she glared sardonically at something going on. <laughs> um, and then before that, uh, Diana Wynne-Jones lived here. Um, her, yeah, her husband was a medieval historian and they lived in a college house. Um, so they met studying in Oxford and then came back to live here for a while um, and left in 1976 and, and headed towards Bristol at that point. But mm. um, yeah, certainly began her writing career here. Wow. Um, so perhaps some of... Uh, uh, Yes, Archer's Goon and, and so on is referencing little bits of bits of Oxford here and there. Um, yeah, so lovely thoughts of, of all these people around the place. Um, and I don't know if you've been watching the news this week, but um, Waterstones have created a slight scandal in Southwold yeah. by uh, starting up a bookshop that is just labelled in very discreet lettering, Southwold Books. And <laughs> it's only by reading notices in, in the very corner of the shop window that you discover it's actually a branch of Waterstones and they say well you know this is a, a town full of independent shops we're behaving as the independent shops do uh, but many of the independent shops see it a bit differently <laughs> <laughs> are not delighted about this um, and of course in Oxford we know where our Waterstones is but we also have Blackwells which although it's a bit of a chain now started here and so it still feels very much like an independent um, mm. and of course Albion Beatnik Books which retains a very independent spirit and uh, yes all sorts of wonderful things and has gigs and poetry and all sorts of things oh yeah uh, Walt Street so yes million ways to, to get involved and of course we're all going to come on Thursday in costume uh, yeah. to, to yeah. the Lady Info office we've, we've been planning this for some Ours. hours now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you if you head to your workplace in costume on Thursday send us a picture <laughs> and we'd be delighted to see what you guys <laughs> So I've got a couple of exhibitions that are opening this weekend for your viewing delight. First up, it's Figure It Out at the Turrell Sculpture Garden. This is open from Friday the 3rd of March until Saturday the 29th of April, so there's loads of time, no excuse. The opening times of the garden varies a bit, but it is all free. I think the entrance is through Summertown Library, so it's open when the library's open, I think. Oh, okay. So the exhibition is exploring what is the ideal human form today. They will be displaying works from students at the Sunningwell School of Art under the guidance of Pam Foley and be exploring this theme through their sculptures. Mm. It's always nice seeing people's interpretations of the human form and what they emphasise and what they choose not to. Yeah. It's very reassuring how it's changed through history because it gives you hope that it'll change again. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, it's Identities at the Sarah Wiseman Gallery in Summertown. Um, this is opening on Saturday and is open until the 25th of March. Opening times vary slightly, usually from 10am till 5.30 or 4. And again, it's free. Um, so the gallery is uh, displaying four prominent women artists who are exploring a range of themes such as personal histories, fashion and media. So they are paintings by Claire Bonnet, Tony Coddell, Henrietta Jubri, and Veronica Wells. Um, all these artists are seeking personal authenticity through their work. I had a quick look online at the at some of the paintings they have. They're all very distinctive styles of painting, but intriguing. So it definitely draws the viewer in, but it's nice it's not women sort of looking beautiful to one side. They, they are staring at you in the face. <laughs> They're definitely not passive portraits. Okay. Finally, I've chosen a photography exhibition on at the Museum of Oxford. 
It's called Mamas, Maples and Milkmaids, a journey through the ritual year. And it's opening this Saturday and it's open until the 22nd of April. Again, this is free. This is an exhibition of photographs by Sarah Hannett featuring English customs and rituals throughout the year. So from costume processions to traditional dance and ceremonies. This exhibition is on loan from the Horniman Museum and Gardens. It looks like she's had a wonderful time going around the country, <laughs> enjoying all these different festivals and just really capturing the energy mm. of these events. So yeah, plenty of exhibitions on in Oxford. Make sure to check out our events guide for more. In the theatre this week, uh, there are two one-handers. Um, including Tom Gill tonight at the North Wall. There are still tickets left, although I can't think why, really. Um, this should be completely packed out. Uh, Tom Gill is uh, a spoken word artist, very quick, quick-witted. And uh, he's doing some spoken word and some songs, uh, accompanying himself with a guitar, I think. Um, and, yeah, a snappy a million my ideas a minute crammed in in beautiful rhythmic form and a very strong moral compass as well um he talks about uh, identity and and idealized female forms in, in magazines <laughs> quite uh, robustly um and he's the sort of person who you hope is a spokesman for um everyone under the age of 25 really <laughs> if, if more people are thinking like him then i think the world's going to be a better place um yeah, so that's tonight, Wednesday the 1st of March at 8pm. Tickets are £14 or £12 concessions, and that's at the North Wall. And Tom's show is called Growing Pains. <laughs> uh, the next one-hander is about the life of Richard Burton. So Rodri Miles, who's been in Game of Thrones, is playing the younger Burton and describing his life in his own words. Um, and it's a sort of rambling, uh, entertaining history, always with a drink in one hand, Um uh, Richard Burton spent six months in Exeter College, so he's a, an Oxford connection as well. Um, and that was as part of the RAF before he went on active duty during the war. Um, and he promised that he was going to come back and act in Oxford. And he did in 1966 and performed Dr Faustus with Oud's. Um, <laughs> and he also gave money at that time to buy the Burton Rooms, which is now Burton Taylor Studio. Mm. So, yep. Uh, but this is not in Oxford. This is at the Cornerstone in Didcot. Um, and it's on Saturday, 4th of March at 7.30pm, £15, £13.50 concessions, or members of Cornerstone, £12. Um, the review says the audience are eating out of the palm of his hand, but I don't know that there's room with a drink there, really. <laughs> Your audience. Drinking out of the palm of his hand. <laughs> Maybe he has two drink. hands, one with a drink, one with a food. Come here and out of my hands. One, one come hither hand. <laughs> I think Rodri Miles also does a, a show where he portrays Dylan Thomas. So he's, he's sort of wow. working his way through the, the Welsh dignitaries. And perhaps we'll see Tom Jones next. And then and the there. Sussle Brack on So more dance. I know Katie's given you a complete rundown <laughs> of dance you can get involved in. This is dance that you can watch at the Playhouse. Matthew Bourne's Early Adventures 2. <laughs> um, now, I saw Early Adventures 1, which was back in 2012. And at the time, it felt like a sort of very superior work in progress. So I think, judging by the new lineup, there are some bits he's changed. So it's really a series of short pieces. Amazingly camp, I have to say. <laughs> um, there's a lot of wit, a lot of playfulness. Um, and he's sort of exploring kind of English identity, I think. So the pieces this time are Watch With Mother, which is Joyce Grenfell's famous nursery school sketches set to music of Percy Granger and Bach. I can't oh. quite imagine how this works as a dance, but there we go. <laughs> but how? 
play all the children. Um, <laughs> then we've got town and country, lie back and think of England. It's called pastiche, um, exploring notions of a bygone era. Um, I fear this may be the bygone era that uh, you keep thinking they're going to recapture somehow. It, this involves Edward Elgar and Noel Coward as, as the music providers. Um, but I suspect that it's done with a tongue firmly in cheek. Uh, and lastly, The Infernal Gallop, which is an English English cliches of French things, um, set to various things, including the can-can. Um, <laughs> it's quite bizarre. There's, there's a lot of sort of nudge-nudge-wink-wink humour in it. And last time... Some people walked out of the last piece, and I think it was a scene in a pissoir in Paris that <laughs> caused them to go. Wow. So I would be intrigued to see if he's kept that in this <laughs> one. Um, if you fancy your chances with this one and you want to, want to have a look, um, it's very classical ballet form. So the ideas are thoroughly modern, but the dance is very classical, which makes for quite an interesting um, juxtaposition. Uh, this is on Monday to Wednesday. Uh, 7.30pm at the Playhouse and tickets are between 11.50 and £26. And last but not least, uh, I'm not sure any of us here in the office really want to go to this, but it's certainly intriguing. This is a weird and eerie chamber opera with puppets called The Depraved Appetite of Tarare the Freak. Pretty much everything about this is bizarre. It's based on the life of a real person who was an 18th century... I think he ended up in a freak show for a while and then was co-opted by the, the French revolutionary um, chaps to be a spy for them. Only he couldn't speak any German, which kind of ruined his chances of spying on the on the Prussian army. He ate everything. He he had to leave his family home as a, as a teenager because of really eating him out of house and home. And at one point he ate a meal that was actually designed for 15 people. I, I don't know whether they ever decided what was medically different about him, but he had a very abnormal appetite. So, yeah, so he was a real man and he ate all sorts of things like corks and stones and was a circus performer and was suspected of eating nastier things, including a toddler while he was in hospital. Oh, my goodness. Um, and various unsavoury things he found in the street. Uh. And this is being performed with the most very proficient and beautiful puppetry. Mm. So a sort of like a papier-mâché head, very sculpted, and then just a sort of floating shirt. And you can see the puppeteers uh, wearing aprons and, and so on in the background. Uh, one of the singers who's singing for the puppet is a male soprano, or, or has the soprano range as well as the, the low range. So the sound is quite bizarre too. I think there's going to be a lot of eating in this show. <laughs> and may end with an autopsy, because I think that that's how his life is. So, yeah, anyway, one for people with very strong stomachs. Yeah. The Depraved Appetite of Terraria the Freak, Wednesday the 8th and Thursday the 9th of March. That's Wednesday and Thursday next week, 8pm at the North Wall Theatre. £16, £13 concessions and members £10. Um, Dismembers? <laughs> Yeah, probably them too. <laughs> Maybe you get in free if you agree to be eaten during the performance. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, on to the cinema, where uh, lovely things will be happening. Oh, good. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> we need that. Where you can escape to pretty much anywhere you want, including um, LA looking like it did in the 50s, or uh, modern-day Miami, or... Manchester by the sea or otherwise. Um, uh, but the what we all want to know is what we've all come here tonight for uh, is the film of the week. Yes, after there being a huge uh, glut of amazing releases, um, stuff that was Oscar nominated in the past few weeks, and it's been a very busy time, uh, busy January and February for cinemas, 
And while the headline grabbers and award winners are still um, in circulation, there are some other um, smaller scale releases, um, things to discover, which you may not have heard about. And indeed, uh, next Tuesday, it's Discover Tuesday. <laughs> um, the Phoenix picture I always have. Discover Tuesdays and things um, which may have been off your radar. It's always worth keeping an ear out um, as to what's going on there. And next week on Tuesday the 7th, the kind of revivified return of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. <laughs> so now that Bowie's kind of at the centre of the pop rock world and what's about to become normal for everyone else... Um, the camera is very much on him and he's probably appearing in in a way we've kind of retrospectively accepted as oh it's just it's just just Bowie isn't it <laughs> really but having having that kind of shock of red hair and a weird kind of kimono swimsuit uh, covered in <laughs> glitter and like performing mime and movements <laughs> informed by Buto theatre um, while playing rock songs and yeah of course it's normal now <laughs> everyone does that uh, everyone who looks good in a kimono swimsuit but back then it was as shocking as the declaration that it was the last show Ziggy would ever do um, of course the boy went on to do plenty of other stuff you may have seen footage of the concert before but um, there are elements of the screening on Tuesday which are entirely new so there's the concert movie uh, the evening also includes a new film um, produced by Mojo magazine mm. or, uh, in, involved in screenings and picture houses around the country um, so Phil Alexander is in conversation with the Spiders from Mars drummer Woody Woodmansey um, it'll be uh, just written his memoir and is uh, reliving the night and the adventure of suddenly being in one of the biggest bands in the world um, as, as Bowie liked to say in, in later interviews his, his rhythm section his band were kind of working class northern guys who were, were like not sure about all this dressing in <laughs> swimsuits all the time, and <laughs> not really, if, you know it's great music, but I'm not sure what he's playing at. Until they realised that Bowie was getting a lot of attention from from fans, and you know, <laughs> lot, the, you know the ladies loved it. Uh, so after a while, they were like, "Pass the blusher," <laughs> like, and they were getting on mascara with with the best of them. Um, <laughs> And finally, as it's a, it's a bit of a special event and prices are slightly higher than normal, but as well as the kind of two films in one, um, everyone who attends the screening gets a, like an exclusive Mojo magazine um, entirely focused on the Ziggy era of, of David Bowie. So kind of 18 months in the life of Mojo usually excels at doing history lessons in it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's music, but it's also, it's also um, history. So there going very much in depth this is a, something that won't be available in the shops so um, very exclusive very shiny super rare so, <laughs> let all the children boogie yeah find out all the cinema listings all the events listings of every kind head onto our events page you can also follow us on various social media <laughs> including Facebook Twitter and Instagram we are at Daily Info Oxford and don't forget to subscribe to get this beautiful podcast straight to your device every Wednesday. Bye! Who is a mountain bike and avid backpiker.
蛋。Hang on. This person is a is a mountain bike, and there's also a fish. <laughs> no, sorry.